Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. It's Justin Alexio. Guys, thanks for tuning into the Building Years. We're back, baby. And we're talking VMAs today. Oh, the VMAs. Sorry the podcast is day late, guys, but fuck it. We got to take a day off sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes crisis happens <laughs> and life disease. That was a nice little rap. Yeah. Uh, guys, VMAs. Uh, they said drew the least amount of people viewership wise in 20 years. They're saying it's the cable cutters just all gone now. I mean, to be honest, I didn't watch it on cable. I watched clips. I watched clips online and I read a Twitter. Twitter kind of told me what to look for. Okay. And what was that? Uh, Kanye's VMA acceptance speech for his Vanguard thing. I watched a clip of that, all 11 minutes of it. And Which what, is a long time for an acceptance speech. Well, yeah, what what all did he say exactly? Uh, it was I didn't watch the Kanye speech. Uh, speech. It was stream of consciousness. So he went up there, milked the crowd for like two minutes, uh, and then uh, he just was talking about how they villainized him because Taylor Swift gave him the award, presented him with the award, and he was just <laughs> that's funny. He was just talking about how I mean he's probably the only person that could do this. He was talking shit about MTV. On the MTV network. While he's accepting an award. Yeah, from yeah. them. Yeah. Just saying how they played that clip over and over to get ratings and uh, how he hates how they pit artists against each other at these award shows, how he hates award shows. Um, and then he put Justin Timberlake uh, kind of threw his trash out into the street. He said, uh, he's like, I don't understand why because it's putting us against each other. He's like... Uh, I saw Justin Timberlake in 2007. I don't want to put you on blast, but uh, I saw him cry when he lost album of the year. And he's like, why would you do that to people? And then uh, at the end, he said he's going to run for president in 2020. Oh, yeah. So, I heard about that. So, you know, it, I liked it. though. I mean, I was very engaging, but it was just like, he's just Kanye. I love Kanye. Here's he, the question, though. Yeah. Would Kanye be a better presidential candidate? Than Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, what a race that would be. Right? I think he's just. 2020, what if Kanye is hit, is Trump's running mate? Oh, my God. Well, the thing is, is that I think Kanye hates Trump. Oh, I'm sure so he does. I'm sure he, he, does. he would run as, what, a Dem? Yeah, most likely. He'd have to run as a very rich Dem. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It was, it was good. And then uh, I, from Twitter, you know what's funny is they said it was the least watched VMAs on cable, but it was the most talked about thing on Twitter in a very long time. It broke Twitter records, which is how they now gauge shows as well. It's tweet engagements. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people hated Miley Cyrus as a host, said she was not funny. I didn't, uh, can't really tell about that, although... Yeah, they usually get, I mean, they usually get more comedic actor types. Yeah. Or comedians to do. I think Chris Rock did it one year. That was my favorite one. Oh, yeah. But Jack Black did it one year. That was one of my favorites. Whenever he did... Um, oh, wait, no. That was MTV Movie Awards. Never mind. Oh, I'm mixing it up. Maybe, I'm mixing maybe it up. Chris Rock did the Movie Awards. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Wait. Frick. May I'm going to have to look this up while I'm talking because <laughs> now I'm, I'm feeling... 
very misinformed about past uh, VMA hosts. Uh, but I did. Miley, uh, she she uh, released a new album uh, right after the VMAs, and I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty good. I like it. It's a little Lana Del Rey-ish, and uh, she has a song about her dead fish Pablo, mm. and uh, it's called My Size and Her Dead Pets. So I guess she was in a very dark place because some of her pets died, and uh, I actually really like the album. So I feel like Miley. Can do whatever the fuck she wants now too. I thought I want to get to the point where I just do whatever the fuck I want. I don't have to get notes from nobody, like uh, do all that. And uh, what else? Ha- I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, it was just you know that that were the two most talked about things. And I'm just like, I always feel old as fuck when I watch the VMAs. I'm just like, <sighs> another year. Look how young these audience members are. They're like 13, 14. I'm not going to say how old I am, but um, close to double that. Um, okay, so Miley Cyrus was the 2015 host. 2012, the last host was Kevin Hart. I guess they don't have hosts every year. Uh, Chelsea Handler did it in 2010. Russell, yes, Russell so Brand comedians. in 2009. Jack Black, 2006. There you go. Um, <laughs> P. Diddy. P. For Diddy. Some Chris Rock, 2003. Okay. So you're right. All Jimmy right. Fallon, 2002. Which. That, which is interesting about that, that is how the Lonely Island got to know Jimmy Fallon is they were writing for the VMAs. And, right. And, yeah. I knew that. Crazy. Jamie Foxx for that. The Waynes Brothers. Ben Stiller. Yeah. Chris Rock did it a bunch. Yeah. Cause he funny. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, that that's why they didn't like it. So. Dude, it was, it was um, we'll get... Right back uh, in that in a second. But speaking of Chris Rock, so cool. On Monday at the Comedy Store, it was just one of those crazy nights. Bill Burr dropped in. Mm-hmm. And then about an hour later, Louis C.K. dropped in. Dope. And he did half an hour, which was awesome to see him work on that. He's got some really funny new stuff. And then uh, Chris Rock came in right afterwards. And it was just one of those things where it was like, uh, is Chris Rock gonna go on right after Louis? Like, <laughs> this is nuts. Like, because they came in like right at the same time, but Louis got there first. And it's like, oh, frick, this is crazy. Chris Rock just came and watched for like an hour and he just was hanging out there. He, he never didn't go went up. up. No, <laughs> what? Which is kind of cool in a way that he is that comfortable just to hang there. Yeah. I don't know what why he just <laughs> yeah I've never to, heard of that to watch but I guess he I mean, just but you likes know what? to watch young comics sometimes when you hear that guy talk he truly loves stand up yeah like he truly loves it so so he watched uh, there's a couple lucky paid regulars who were watched by him it was what from what I heard Louis and Chris Rock together watched KT Tatara who we've had on the podcast mm-hmm. Tony Hinchcliffe. Another alum of the building. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I forget who was right afterwards. But I was talking to my buddy Benji, and he went on a little bit later, and Chris Rock and Louis C.K. left, and he just felt horrible because it's like he didn't get a chance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like he didn't Benji, get another alum of this podcast, are <laughs> uh, all friends. But uh, yeah, it's just. There's always moments in Hollywood where you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm right there, but nope, didn't happen. Nope. <laughs> Not going to be seen by some idols of, yeah. of, of stand-up of mine. So going back to the VMAs, did you like it? Did you enjoy it, Justin? I did like it. You know, I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, 
I'm kind of like feeling Kanye. Like, why, why, why do we have award shows? No one gives a shit about best video anymore. Oh, Macklemore had a really good song. Oh, his new one, dude. His new song is dope, and his yeah, new video it, is. It's a dope. song for his daughter, right? That one's dope. No, he had a new one come out. It's oh, called, he, he debuted a new one. Yeah, it's called Downtown, and it uh, samples some '70s stuff. And uh, oh, I think I've heard this one actually. Yeah, it's real good. You got to watch it. It's all about Macklemore rapping about Seattle makes me want to go to Seattle. He raps about the Pike Market and stuff. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like. It also makes me sad because Macklemore, he rapped about how he's clean on his whole last album. And then the reason why his new album's been delayed is because he kind of fell back into the old ways of drug addiction. So it's like, man, what, does anyone in this town, can we ever just be happy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now, I saw Miley Cyrus on Jimmy Kimmel. Did you see that interview? Oh, yeah. Where she he was got naked. so uncomfortable. By having her on, which is funny, but I mean, she's wearing, she's just like, she just is like pretty much naked on TV now. I mean, she's got just like, which is, she's hot, dude. She's so, yeah. And, but she doesn't give a fuck. That's why she she's doesn't so care. hot. Yeah. Uh, you know, she lives in a one bedroom. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. Because, does she want to stay humble or what? I don't know. I think I'd have no idea. But I think she's cool. I think she's cool as shit, man. She's twenty two. I, w- I would date Miley. Would you? The the real question is, yeah. Would as a father you be? Jimmy Kimmel was asking this. Would you be ashamed? I don't know, because it's on one hand your daughter is showing her tits on national TV, but on the other hand she's a multimillionaire. So I don't know. I'm gonna go with kind of. I mean, she's. Basically, like her balloon outfit or whatever that she wore, like that's like wearing nothing pretty much. And you, that would have to be weird as a dad to, you know, see your daughter who. Or you could be like, I fucking made that. <laughs> I mean, that's. Look at that ass shaking around. That is my sperm 23 years ago. That, I mean, that could be one approach. <laughs> I doubt it. I, I mean, would you it, want though. a daughter? If you ever had kids, would you want a daughter or a son? I would not want a daughter strictly yeah. for this reason. Yeah, I'd want a son. I don't want my. It's his. It's you know. It's it's his choice if he wants to you know, whip his wiener out and stuff like that. <laughs> but who says wiener? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like that'd be awkward. Justin Bieber also debuted a new song, uh, and people are saying it's very it it, it uh, supports rape culture. What? Because it the one of the lyrics goes, "What do you mean when you say when you nod your head no, but your oh, body?" Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that song on the radio. I heard that and I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? What? Are, what do you, dude? What? What are you talking about?" Yeah. So, you know what's crazy is the news now is me reading tweet an article about a tweet someone wrote criticizing someone else. You know what's frustrating me is like the these uh, articles that were like uh, something that will make you think differently of this artist. So you, of course, you click on it, and then it's like yeah. it didn't even like mention hardly anything. It's called clickbait, Jeremiah. I guess you fall for it every time. I guess we saw the article I'm, I read was how Lena Dunham was criticizing Justin Bieber for the song. It was an article saying out 
out outlash and but it was just Lena Dunham. Yeah, and she's and I was like, like uh, <laughs> I was like, why am I reading about this? She, I could just all, go to all her. she said is like, yeah, that's not cool or something <laughs> like that. Like she didn't even mention Justin Bieber by name, so they had to write about how it was a subtweet. I was like, oh my god, give me a break, give me a break. So you know, that's that's the the VMAs. It's a fun time, guys. I'm gonna keep watching it till I die. If they keep having it, I feel like it'll get canceled in the future, though. I don't feel like it's gonna last the test of time. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Certain networks are not going to. I think it'll be like some controversy will take it down, and uh, it was like Miss America. Like it's just it was around for a while, and now who gives a fuck? Mm. The new kids don't care. None. The new kids don't watch the MTV Movie Music Awards. It's like us, our generation, for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So once we get bored of it, then it's fucked. Because they're not generating new watchers. Whatever it's called. Viewers? Viewers. <laughs> watchers. What, whatever. Watchmen. Neighborhood Watch. You know, sometimes I think I wish my talents weren't comedy and I wish it was more music. Yeah, man. It's very... um. Hmm. Because if you if I I think about it I'm like if I was a musician I wouldn't have to wrangle people to shoot videos or like rely on people to have content stand up yeah you can do solo but you still have to rely on getting booked somewhere on getting to a place to perform music you can just make and work on that and then when you have time you can perform you know yeah whereas like I can't I can write stand up but that does not really help me do stand-up unless I'm in front of an audience working out stuff. Right, you can't go in the booth and just by yourself get better at singing or... Right. Or uh, or get better, sorry, get better at stand-up. Like by recording an album with no audience there. Right. Um, yeah, that's very interesting you bring that up because um, I've been doing more stuff uh, with uh, my buddy Pat Reagan, another alum of this podcast. It's just <laughs> name drop central on this podcast. <laughs> But uh, we've been doing our musical duo, Reagan and Watkins, lately, and it's very interesting, man, because the response that we get has been kind of overwhelmingly positive, which I'm not really used to with comedy. And it just it could be because we've both been doing comedy separately a long time, mm-hmm. and together, like our stuff is just maybe clicking like right away. And even though we've been doing it like a little bit less than a year together, we're getting really positive feedback because, you know, the first year of stand-up, you're not getting good feedback at all. But, <laughs> <I know. laughs> but but separately, we've been musicians for years and comedians separately for years. So it's been very interesting, the, the response we've been getting because – and he's talked – we both talked to this uh, with each other. It's like when people come up to us after sets – it's very different than when I get approached after a set of doing a good stand-up set. Like a, a real, like whenever I kill a stand-up set, they're like, "Dude, that was really funny. That was really cool, man." Um, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. th- thanks." But like when Pat and I do a set together that like kills, people are coming up to us and not just saying that, but they're like, "You guys are amazing!" Like it's like this like yeah. different. It's like this whole nother level where I'm like, "Wait, sure. what is this?" Like I don't. This is like this is bizarre, like w- that we're getting this kind of response with our musical comedy versus like, I'm like, can I get that with my stand up? <laughs> but yeah. you know, the grass is always, you know, that's that's the that's the the torture of 
of being a comedian is like. Are you guys working on an album? Let's hype your new album. Yeah, I mean. Oh, you are. I mean, Sweet. eventually. All right. Like we're trying to compile like a list of songs. Because you guys got a bunch of songs by now. Yeah, we. I mean, we've got. At least an EP. What's the difference? What's an EP stand for? Do you know? Uh, I forget. There's EP, LP, and then I know what a mixtape is because I'm pure hip hop. Uh, while you look that up, you know what's? I was thinking about this as a sketch idea, but I think it's too stupid. There's this guy, really famous producer called Extended Play. Okay. Or what's LP stand for? For a music single, this word is used to describe a CD with a small amount of songs, about five. So LP is. Uh, I think long play. <laughs> okay, and that's like a full CD. Yeah, there's this guy named Boy Wanda, and I'm like, he he was started producing for huge names, and he was like 18, 19. That's why I call himself Boy Wanda. But now he's like 30, and he still has to stick with that name since he branded it to himself. So I wonder if there's any like if I can make something. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh man, that's just too stupid, and that's just me loving hip hop too much. His name's Wonder Boy, Boy Wonder, Boy Wonder. Oof, that's always. I mean, I thought Lil Bow Wow, even though he's not making that Bow Wow now, he transitioned into just Bow Wow, which is like that makes sense. But Lil Wayne, that makes sense because he's so tiny. Yeah, you know what I mean. Lil Bow Wow was just like, I guess he took it more as like an age thing. Yeah. There, remember the time, I mean, maybe there still is, how many Lil's there were? Dude, Lil Wayne, Lil, Lil Bow Wow. Lil, Lil Bow Wow. Lil, Lil John, Lil Flip. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. A lot of Lil's out there. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird, weird, weird time. That was like that was like the early 2000s. That was like a lot of those raps coming out of the South. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I. I so, yeah. I don't know. You guys should make an album. I would. I would think that would be dope. And yeah, you, and you mean, guys could like tour, to. make some money, go on a little tour. I mean, that'd be that'd be dope. Like, ideally, it'd be cool. Like, we've talked. I would love to do like a show where we have, <clears throat> excuse me, where we have a a like a decent sized stage, and we just have multiple instruments that are all over the stage, and he and I are rotating around playing the different instruments oh that'd be sick yeah so like i'd have my sax up there have a guitar we'd have a keyboard up there for like certain like synthesizers he would have um uh he says he can play drums um so it'd be be like a dope like maybe like like, there's like a bass and electric guitar up there too i don't know it'd just be dope yeah no that's one thing my parents didn't they just they pushed me into sports versus music a lot of good that did me can't do anything with sports now my mom was uh, really good about staying on me about uh, music. She always like encouraged that. She's like always encouraged like me singing and doing like musical stuff, uh, sports too. But she, like there's like a balance with her. And my dad was just kind of like, "Yeah, what's your mom's?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember my dad wouldn't give me money for a flute. He's like, "Why the fuck do you need to play? You know the recorders you get when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why the fuck do you want that?" And so I just like saved up my. I didn't eat lunch for two days. I told my friends I was poor, and they gave me some of theirs because they were rich kids and they had way too much to eat. Yeah, I just saved my lunch money for two days and I bought it anyway. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I played it when I, he was not at the house. I did that once with. Um, I really wanted a toy that my parents wouldn't buy me, and I saved up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like uh, they're like, "Oh, we got to run and get some groceries." Uh, 
And I was like, oh, like, but like half the family was staying in the car. We were like on the way just for a road trip. And, uh, and I think my dad was just like running in to grab like, like water or snacks or whatever yeah. for the trip. And I was like, oh, can I come in too? And he's like, yeah, all right, that's fine. So I went in and I went off and I sneaked into the aisle where I knew that that toy was the <laughs> Mighty Max. Do you remember Mighty Max? Yeah, Mighty Max. Yeah, dude. And I bought that and I came back out and they're like, did you just buy that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I had already like ripped it open <laughs> by the time I got in the car. So we couldn't take it back. Like, Where'd you get like, that buddy? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my little brother is uh, 13, 14. Just turned, or he's turning 14 next month. But he's 13. So he mows lawns and he just gets, he gets $150 a month. To mow these people's yards four times a week, and uh, he just like he just throws around his money to me. He's like, "I like your hat, you know, like a little skater hat I had." Yeah. He's like, "I like your hat." I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "I want your hat." I was like, "You can't have my hat." He's like, "I'll buy it for you from you." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> How much did you? I was gonna. He wanted to give me like twenty, but then I just gave it to him. I was like, "I can't charge take my brother's money for this hat that he wants real bad." <sighs> Dude, my brother used to sell me stuff all the time. He sold me a money clip for at least $20. And the money clip, I guarantee you, like, I had it for a while. It, like, came out of one of those vending machines or something. It was, like, a cheap, like, $2 money clip. marked it up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he always used to do that because, like... Anything my brother had, I thought was instantly cool, you know? Yeah. Like, you look up to your big brother. So I was like, oh, since he has it, it's awesome. It's, like, instantly amazing since my brother, like, owned it. So he would, like, secondhand <laughs> sell me all his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I would do it because I was, like, a cheap little kid who saved his money like crazy. And, yeah. Yeah, dude. I used to, I mean, did you mow lawns when you were a kid? Like, I, the money I, I had. I had to mow lawns, but not really too many neighbors, but. Dude, my dad wanted me to work so bad. He would drive me like 20 miles to mow a grass for $20, like for the the two hours. And he just would take, like I look back, I'm like, oh, he wasted his time and money to take us all the way out there just so we could be working. <laughs> it was like, it's very bizarre. But I would save my money for that and just buy Grand Theft Auto. My parents wouldn't let me have it, but uh, I was a big 13-year-old, so they would let me buy it at Target. I just had to ride my bike to Target before school. Mm -hmm. It was so baller. Um, did you also hear that they're, uh, they're rebooting the, they're thinking about rebooting Rugrats and Hey Arnold. I read that today. What? And I'm just like, because they're saying that the kids that grew up watching it, like people our age are now having kids and now they, there's renewed interest and they want to watch like those kind of shows with their kids. Oh, no, that like, makes sense. Like the boy meets girl meets world thing. Yeah. But I'm Have like, you watched that show though? I watched... They Half of it and Disneyed I it up yeah, way was, too much. Yeah. That's the difference. No, is like yep. Because the reason why Boy Meets World worked so well for kids is they still had some appeal for adults because it was on ABC. Right. And it wasn't just straight on Disney. That is that what it is? Because I, I was like, wow, this is so It's way over more the Disney. Top. And it's, I was like, is it because I'm just older now and I thought that it was more mature back when I was a kid? Nope. <laughs> It's the ABC Disney thing. They like Disneyfied it way too much on the okay. show. And Corey's like an idiot dad on it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. 
He wasn't that dumb on the as a kid. He wasn't that stupid as a kid. And you're making him an idiot teacher? Come on, Disney. Quit making the parents look like idiots on that show. Always. Oh, that's my stupid ass dad. Oh, he's just trying to pay our mortgage by working a 40-hour work week. No, uh, he's a retard. Don't worry about him. Well, that was the great thing about Boy Meets World is his dad wasn't an idiot. His dad was kind of a hard ass at times. Dude, like, he was great. Yeah. He owned a freaking hardware store, yeah. right? Yeah, or, he, or he, he worked at it. He and he would tell it. Corey like... And then he, he lost his job once. <laughs> And then Corey said something about his dad losing his job one episode, and the audience went, "Ooh, <laughs> yeah!" Because I remember he would tell Corey, "Like you want to grow up to be something better than me. You don't want to work at a, you know, as a at a grocery store." He's like, "Yeah, I manage it now, but I'm just a manager." Like it was like a very real moment. Yeah. And I was I remember thinking, I was like, "Oh, so you don't want to grow up? That's not cool." Because I. Had, I had at that time I was like eleven. I was like, "Oh, working so cool." I looked at the people that worked at grocery stores, yeah. teenagers. And I was like, "Oh, I guess that's not what people want when they're older, older." And it was like very dawned on me then. It was very, it was a teaching teachable moment. Dude, speaking of, I'll bring my brother again for this moment. This is so funny. My parents like <laughs> a family friend got my brother an interview at this grocery store job. Yeah. And they were going to give him the job and everything. And they're like, uh, they made him watch the training videos and everything. Like they were going to hire him. And they, they wouldn't, they kept avoiding telling him how much the pay was. <laughs> and they finally <laughs> told him the, what the pay was. And this was like back like oh, 90s, early 2000s, like around there. And uh, late 90s, early 2000s, they're like, yeah, it's it's 5.15 an hour. <laughs> and my brother goes... No, thank you. <laughs> and he just leaves. He's like, and and my mom was like, oh, the steppies got you that interview. What are you, what are you doing? He's like, I can make more money somewhere else. And he did. He found a better job that paid like three dollars more an hour. But he's just like, I'm not bagging groceries for literally the most minimum wage there is. My brother's always been a baller like that. Oh, man, like, that's pretty baller. Right? Dude, the confidence that that takes at like being like 14 or 15 years old, be like, no, nah, I can do better than that. <laughs> so funny. Oh, that's great. And then he, yeah, he ended up working at, at a Pizza Hut, I think. But he like didn't have to do the deliveries. He just had, he was in the, the call center. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, I, uh, when I, my first job, I freaking was making $15 an hour like 10 years ago. And my mom, and I, and it was work as I, much as I wanted to. And my mom was like, you need to be working out there every day. She's like, you don't know how good this job is. And I was like, yeah, but it's hot. I have to walk out because I had to go put uh, postcards to this blind company on, on new houses. So I was just walking around for hours. Yeah. And she would be like, no, you don't understand how good this job is. And it really uh, was true. I didn't get a job that paid more than that till I graduated college. It was crazy. Yeah. I was $15 an hour. And, and I didn't have no bills. I had so much money. Of I was, course. I was always going You're on dates. You were seeing movies all the Dude, time, weren't you? <laughs> what is a movie, guys? Where, where can we see those for cheap? <laughs> Dude, I, I only go matinees now. It's too expensive out here for some reason. It's really expensive. Oh, because the movie... 
business out here. Is that what it is? And partially LA, just the, the standard of living. Fifteen bucks though for a Tuesday night six o'clock Dude, movie. Dude, think of the markup. A dollar something for a red box movie. Whenever if you wait, but it's all about time. You you still do red box. You're keeping that thing alive. Yeah, dude. I feel like those are going to go away soon, too. Who wants to drive to the store? I mean, you whenever can you can instantly watch stuff, yeah, it's better. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Did you... what? Uh, last thing about uh, the Nicki Minaj, Miley Cyrus thing. Oh, yeah. She dissed her. And yeah, she was ta- just... they were talking shit to each other. My, uh, Minaj went up there, accepted an award, and started talking shit about Miley. Because Miley had said... I think Mickey, Nikki had said something about how something racial about how like not a lot of you know people of color get a you know I recognize for awards and Miley's like you lost because you lost kind of thing don't if you want to like you're just mad because you're lost if you want to make it about something bigger than say it in a nicer way she's like Nikki's kind of a bitch and I know this something like to that effect wow and then Minaj went up there and was like and she won and then she's like what Miley <laughs> yeah she went crazy on her yeah I mean. If I was Minaj, I'm like, you know what? Minaj, you're like 28. Why are you going to fight with a 22-year-old that's out of control? She knows her time is coming to a close. <laughs> oh, my God. Hitting right. that 30 mark as yeah, an artist. Yeah, that's... What if her butt starts to sag, Justin? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Can't wait for them to take this clip. Jeremiah Watkins, misogynistic comic? No. <laughs> they can find a gold mine in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I think about that sometimes. Oh. Sometimes I think about us getting... Like, I have... Daydreams about me getting big and just calling Jeremiah. I'd be like, we got to delete every single podcast well, th- episode. This is what's uh, kind of crazy. So our buddy, um, uh, John Ranitsky, um, uh, he just got on Saturday Night Live. So yeah. congrats to John. John. But this is what's crazy about this blog culture. I don't know if you saw any of this. There is some blogger that pulled up some of his old tweets already. Wow. And we're putting him on a blast. Dude, he hasn't even been on the freaking show yet, and you're digging up dirt yeah. of like jokes for from being a comedian on twitter yeah it's like come on like don't why do we live in that age where it's like oh i gotta get an angle because if you can stir up controversy then his blog gets hits so clickbait baby yeah clickbait full circle but congrats to john Rodnitsky. uh hung out with him a little bit in montreal we don't know each other like too well but always you know super friendly super nice guy know. yeah he's one of those guys that um i was like very happy to to hear he got it. Good dude. Funny guy. And uh, yeah, best of luck. Yeah. Kill it, buddy. Kill it. Don't get fired. They fire a lot of people after their first year. We got confidence in you. He's going to kill it. <laughs> uh, Justin, do you have any shows you want to plug this week, buddy? Yeah, guys. Uh, you can always come to Fusion on Wednesday. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow, got a show in WeHo at a... Fuck, I forget what venue. It's some theater. I'll post it up on Twitter. I always forget, guys, because I don't... Here's the thing. When we plug shows, Jeremiah has it on his phone. I put all my stuff on a paper planner that I forget to bring every time. So just go to Twitter. I throw up on everything on Twitter now. Okay. So, uh, guys, I'm going to be in Arizona on Thursday night for a one-nighter at Valley Bar with Dean Del Rey. And then uh, doing a set with... Pat Reagan at his Baby Boys Kickback Show downtown LA, and then later that night I'm on a uh, a show where everybody gets high and then tells jokes, and I'm the token sober guy at the Westside Comedy Theater, 11:30 p.m. on Friday, and then Saturday, midnight snack at the Improv, baby. 
and uh, it up. and then uh, Sunday I'm doing a Great Catch Mania show. Um, I'm the the quote unquote headliner. I don't know how much time I'm doing, but <laughs> uh, I might just be going last. So that's you know, uh, sometimes what what it means in LA to headline. Sometimes, but I'm excited either way. Uh, guys, um, oh, I can officially say this. I redesigned my website. It's ready to go. Go check it out. JeremiahWatkins.tv. It's a dope, guys. I've seen it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. And we hope to uh, see you soon or, um, you know, you keep listening. Fuck clickbait, you fuck boys.